Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody? It's Kelly Ridgeon. You check me out on the Complex Sports Podcast. Love. On this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, we have Kelly Oubre Jr. joining us to talk about life in Golden State, his creative mind, and much more. Let's get to it. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your man, Chops. Brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast. As always, I'm here with Zion and Adam. Fellas, what's going on? March sadness. March sadness continues. It's not March sadness right now because whose alma mater is still playing in the tournament right now? As of this recording... Who because cares? they could go on and lose later today, but and this could come out when they lost. But Adam, is your alma mater still playing? No, uh, UConn got smoked. Zion, your alma mater isn't even in the tournament. Yeah, what do you? You can't even talk. Oh, trash, your alma pal. mater is Lehigh, anyway. So yeah, my alma mater has won a tournament. My my alma mater has been where you guys haven't been, beating teams in the first round. What the fuck know? are you talking? about? What are you about? talking about? Oh, oh, you had one of the oh, we you upset we Georgetown. Have, we we have the biggest upset. Basically, oh, maybe. But, uh, Besides but, but it was against Duke, so does it even count for you? Yeah. No, I don't really care. I still. Who were you rooting for in that game? You're such a fraud. Who were you? Who I was. I wasn't. I wasn't at Lehigh. Uh, I wasn't at Lehigh yet. I was in high school. I didn't even know about. Lehigh. Okay, so you were in high school when CJ was giving them buckets. Okay. Not to get too much into March Madness because we have Kelly Rubin Jr. on the pod. Really interesting interview. Very interesting guy. He's got a lot going on. It's a busy week for him, obviously, because it's trade deadline week. But there's a lot of NBA news. Where do we even begin? Is it, should we just cancel the season because it's over? Why do you the want Nets to cancel are, the season, pal? The Nets are going to win the title easily. It's not even fair. LeBron, for the first time in his career, he's going to be miss. back. He's going to be back. Yeah, going to be back in like four weeks. Four I don't weeks. think so, guys. Not from what I'm hearing. Oh, sources. That's a tough. That's a tough injury, guys. Sources it's have revealed to you. It's a high ankle sprain. He'll, that knocks you out for two months. Okay, well then months. that's in time to get back for the playoffs. LeBron, you think this Laker team is is good enough right now? Can they tread water and still be a playoff team? Yeah. Without Anthony Davis, they are obviously and LeBron James are obviously they're going to lose enough. every game for two months. No, no, they'll be they'll be they might be a seven six seed by conflict, but AD might return, so that might alleviate the pressure. It's a big might. We don't know, but I think as long as they're in the playoffs, it's they're going to go to the finals. Unless you have a direct line to, to Rich Paul, pal. I want to know where these sources are saying, telling you that LeBron James will not be available until basically June, in your estimation. I'm, a high ankle sprain, LeBron's a freak, obviously, but a high ankle sprain is usually a one- to two-month injury. That's just what we're going off of. Not an insignificant injury. Yes, high ankle sprains you see more in football, and those guys take a month, maybe two months to come back. But LeBron has proven to be a physical freak. And as someone it's else pointed LeBron out this James. morning, I don't know whether it was Stephen A. Or, or Max whatever, when I was briefly watching first take, rarity for me. Um, him taking a break for yeah, a month. We know is you're actually, a skip guy. We, I am we a know skip, you're a skip guy. guy. I, I, usually, I usually watch Undisputed. My boy Skip. We know, we know you're a skip guy. I am a skip, I am a skip uh, uh, loyalist. But I think Stephen A. Smith or, or Max pointed out that LeBron taking a month off is actually a great thing for the Lakers. It is not a great thing. Yes, I don't not, think it, I, I let's don't not think be, let's thing. not reach. And I don't did, think did, did the four month like, break last year when everything shut down, did not, did he's that not, not benefit the Lakers rest. in the playoffs? He's not this taking a rest, bro. He's, he's, he's nursing the worst injury he's ever had in his career. 
eh, the, the the torn groin could arguably be worse. I think could the groin played be through worse. it. He played through. Oh no, the torn the torn groin. He didn't play through it, but. That Lakers team, they were trying to tank anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. It was a trash team once LeBron was gone, yes. But I, yeah. I, I don't th- – I mean, a high ankle sprain you can it's, recover from. It he is has not a, a good threshold. thing. It's not a good thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to paint as a good thing. But he can't, yeah, no. be, he can't be good to go in two months when it's time for the playoffs? I mean, he could. We don't know. He will be. Like, not could. He will be. Hopefully. Hopefully because I want to beat the Lakers while they're healthy. Nah, if the Nets win a championship, I hope it's a sham championship. Who, who, who if, yeah, yeah, Mickey Mouse championship, Zion, like, since you like to call everything a Mickey Mouse Mickey championship. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. So, tournament. if the Lakers don't make the finals, what's the, what Western Conference team is most likely to make the finals? Clippers. I don't trust the Clippers. I don't even think it's even close. I'm going to be they're, honest. They're not playing. It's not like they're playing well. What do you mean? I think last year was. I think last year was a fluke, and, and a little a little bit was a fluke. The three one uh, fumble, but ultimately they were the second best team, arguably in the NBA last year. They were after the Lakers. It's just the Lakers are in their conference. I think if they get another chance, and the Lakers aren't ready for them, I think Clippers. Are gonna Have be. you seen the Clippers' defensive numbers this season? I don't. So we're nothing, not. Nothing Ty scares me about Ty the, doesn't. Ty Lue doesn't care about regular season defense. I can attest to that. He does not give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't. Those Cavs teams were giving up one one thirty. You think Ty Lue gave a fuck? No. He's like, let's focus on the playoffs. So I, I don't think that that's a big of a deal. But they need to make a move. I think that they need to try and swing a trade this week. I don't think they're as presently built to win at all. They have like zero assets to trade, though. They I don't have think zero they'll assets. win at all, but I, I think they can win the West. Uh, so we're just going to – You know, you, did, I, wonder if, I wonder if the general public knows – that the number the two top teams in the Western Conference by record are the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. How much yeah. of the general public knows that? Like five percent? Not a lot. One percent. I would say 1%. I would say it's two, lower. I would say two percent of NBA followers would know that right now. Yeah, I didn't know that. I follow the NBA pretty closely. Yeah, I, I didn't it's, know that. It's cool. again you, the the attention to the NBA gets distracted during March Madness. That's unless you're like the most hard hardcore of NBA followers of fans. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Most people aren't going to give a shit until the playoffs roll around anyway. That's facts. Yeah. But I That's mean, facts. The NBA had a tough week. LeBron gets hurt and then LaMelo gets hurt. Man, That's a that's tough so week sad. for the NBA. LaMelo ball, man. That's sad, man. It's that's sad. It's not even the fact that uh, it's all obviously the biggest factor is that he's missing his rookie year. But like usually even if a rookie is in his position and doing as well as he sh- should – like missing your the rest of the year doesn't really matter because your team is usually not in it. The Hornets have a legit chance to make the playoffs this year and make it just be make the playoffs as a win as a rookie, and he can't do that, and they're not going to do it. Now. Yeah, they're, they're they're currently the eighth seed. I would imagine that they fall back now because without Lamelo, it really sucks. That's a tough. The NBA losing LeBron and Lamelo back to back days for extended period of time is a tough. Tough draw. Especially we're already without KD. Uh Steph is hurt right now. It's uh, the NBA is, is 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 Adam Silver's punching air right now. He is not. It's bad. It's it really is very bad. bad. The the Rockets have lost 20 games in a row. Have people do people realize this? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like uh, the league is, is is like I don't want to call it unwatchable, but 
It's not unwatchable, but as we said recently on these podcasts, I mean, the Knicks the, are like the most entertaining. The Knicks well, have had the most entertaining basketball games I've seen in the last two weeks. Yeah, they, they, they play hard. It's a hard it's well, a they've hard. Lo- they're losing all of them, but they, they, lose play, them hard. they play hard. Julius <laughs> Randle is literally going to get like a referee is going to hit him in, upside the head soon if he keeps. It's, it's going to be hilarious if the Knicks do all this and talk all this and still miss the playoffs. I hope not. There are two games. They're like one game out from missing. Yeah, but you got to think with Charlotte. It's the Charlotte now conference, pal. With Charlotte now going to fall off i think no I think no but are... you have to think about it like this the teams outside of the east right now are the pacers mm-hmm. who are getting healthy the raptors and the raptors Those but are the raptors teams. look like they don't want to play basketball anymore because they're forced if to the play raptors in tampa. Ke- the raptors are forced to play in tampa bay and they look like they hate everybody if, if they keep everybody past the trade deadline then i think they're gonna make the playoffs just cause. i want to go back to Lamelo for one quick second what would it take for anthony edwards to win rookie of the year over Lamelo? I think it could easily happen now. Lamelo, you think Lamelo's it could easily miss, happen? He's going to miss this. It's like Zion last year. They gave it to Ja. They gave it to Ja because Ja played, and Zion didn't. They're yeah, going to give it to who plays the most game. Anthony Edwards has done enough. He's had enough highlight moments. He's dropping. He's dropped twenty enough to where he he dropped forty the other night. Yeah, he dropped forty. Like he's done enough to where uh, Lamelo Lamelo if he stayed healthy would be rookie of the year. Sorry. And maybe I mean, they Lame- do a tie. I don't know. Lamelo is clearly the front runner, and it was oh. it's his to lose. And the only situation he would lose it is if he started missing a shit ton of games. But if he's missing a shit, but if but if Charlotte again falls flat in space and drops out of the playoff standings, isn't that more of a boon to his uh, you know rookie of the year candidacy, and that should make him the overwhelming favorite to retain no matter how many games he misses? No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Anthony Edwards uh, would have to average like thirty. I just I just know that the, the league is going to get a lot more boring without LeBron and Lamelo. That's You're not definitely going to be tough. And the Hornets were were pretty much a fun. The team Hornets to watch. were a great league pass team, as quiet yeah. as it was kept. That team was yeah. entertaining. I don't think it was quiet though. I think that's pretty. I think it's out there. Yeah, it wasn't very quiet because yeah. Bleacher Report. Well, let me not. Everyone's been saying that, that this season. Yeah. We're we're having a, just a free ad day. So. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, you'll no, see in the Kelly Oubre yeah. interview. Yes, you yeah. gave free ads today. Free promo all over the podcast. Friends, for friends of the reason. podcast. Friends of the podcast. Not friends of the podcast. They don't even know our existence. Well, let's. How about we get to a friend of the podcast, Kelly? Jr. because it's a great interview so let's do it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Complex Sports Podcast. Kelly Oubre, Jr., what's going on, man? How are we feeling? It's feeling good, man. Um, back at home for a couple of days. Um, you know, get to sit in the office again. You know, I was on the road a little bit, but yeah, we back at it. Nice, nice. That's good to hear. What do you, what, what do you, we know you got the dope soul clothing line, but what do you like to do when you're at home? Like, what do you, what's your, your day to day kind of activities that you, you know, take up your time, not basketball wise? 
Um, I like to rejuvenate when I'm at home. Um, you know, uh, that comes with just, you know, a lot of just making sure that my home, like my foundation is right. And then just creating. Man, I love to create all day. You know, uh, me and Cam, you know, we sit here, walk through the house and just, you know, pitch ideas at each other all day. And then, uh, you know, I like to look at beautiful aesthetics, um, whether it be the geography outside or, you know, some some dope things on the net. Um, I'm a big Pinterest guy. So, you know, I'm always okay. pretty much just looking at different um, and new ideas that come to my mind. And you got some new stuff dropping from Dope Soul, I guess, coming on the website or just in the near offering. So tell us what to expect when that finally sees the light of day. Yeah, we uh, we rejuvenated the website. So, um, you know, uh, the next time that we, you know, we, we drop some things, it'll be on a new site, uh, totally new look, um, new ideas. We found some great partners who um, help us, you know, creatively get our ideas out, you know, with better quality, um, you know, more funky ideas, obviously. You know, we're just trying to elevate and grow the brand into the space that we want to. And uh, I've been doing a lot of research also, um, watching you know, things, guys like For Real Talk, guys like Virgil Talk, you know, mm-hmm. and just see how they came about getting their ideas out to the world. And, you know, it's been really inspiring for me to just learn from those two because they pretty much paved the way for this new, you know, era of fashion, you know, this new luxury streetwear, um, high end, and pretty much knocking the barriers down to what fashion is, man, because fashion is just you know, what one sees and then everybody else picks up on that and makes it their own. So, you know, Dope Soul is just, you know, pretty much um, a, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a new era, you know, and it's something that I'm super proud of and I'm excited because, you know, if we're not growing in this life and pushing the mold forward, then, you know, I don't think that we're, you know, doing our, um, our, our fellow co- colleagues um, a good service. So, you know, that's what I'm excited for. But the Pharrell, the, the, my bad, Adam, real quick. The Pharrell Drink Champs episode was amazing. I don't know if you saw that, but it's just like two hours of Pharrell just like dropping gems. About yeah. Like how he uh, like really like just set himself apart as a creator. And it was really I've watched it like three times since it came Dang, out. Dang, you giving free promo out? <laughs> I love Drink Champs. I, I can't get mad at Drink I, I can't get mad. I, I, I love it. But, you know, it, you know, Kelly, you just bringing up Pharrell like it's just. It, would you put him on like a top of an inspiration in that kind of sense for you? Or where, where are some other guys who inspire you in that, in that world? Yeah. Pharrell is definitely at the top for me. Um, you know, he's, you know, one thing about that is he always, you know, is consistent with his messages because that's mm-hmm. you know the way he goes about his thought processes and he's, he's uniquely himself, you know, and, and as somebody that, you know, I always have loved, um, so yeah, I'll put him at the top. Um, other individuals I couldn't really say because I'm not somebody that, you know, it just singles out one person, but yeah. Pharrell is somebody who has always been different and he's been unapologetically different and done things his own way. So, you know, that's, that's somebody like myself, man. So, um, you know, I can't really throw out, you know, names like that because at the end of the day, all these, all these individuals, you know, ha- bring something to the table. Um, you know, so. It's been it's just been beautiful to study all types of styles and incorporate them just into who I am as well. Do any of your colleagues or teammates though on the Warriors have the style to be able to pull off any dope soul pieces? Because you obviously have a sartorial swagger that's way different than anybody else in that team. Yeah. Um yeah, there's a couple guys. Um, you know, 
there are a couple guys that could pull it off for sure. They're not quite um, in your legal. Let's be real here. I mean, you're you're on a little bit different level than most of the guys in the Warriors. Yeah, I'm on a different level than most people in the universe. Honestly. I would say that also. <laughs> yeah, that's there we accurate. go. There we go. Talk to them. Yeah, but uh, at the end of the day, man, it's not about if you can pull it off. It's about if you feel as if it's a dope piece that, you know, it resonates with you, if the message resonates with you, I think that anybody can pull it off, honestly. So, yeah. Okay, so what you saying, staying on NBA fashion. So I, I assume you think, you know, you would say you are the most fashionable in the NBA. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think, uh, you know, big shout out to League Fits um, for, you know, capturing that. You know, aesthetic of the NBA. Um, they're turning into midfits slowly but surely. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. And it's not their fault either, man. It's not their fault. <laughs> I mean, they can only post what they see, right? Exactly. They have to you know, go yeah. by what they that see. That's a good one. They get in their, their inboxes, their emails. So I haven't uh, had the pleasure of, you know, making it too much on the, on the uh, Instagram this year because I don't really get pictures taken of me like that in our, in our so called tunnel. But at the end of the day, man, I think that, you know, the guys who have paved the way or who have been, I guess, all drip team NBA for the past <laughs> couple of years, I think that, you know, we all are pushing and motivating guys to just come more correct to basketball games and to, mm-hmm. you know, make the NBA look more and more polished. So, I mean, that's a pleasure of mine to, to so be able to have been on there. Who's your top five in the NBA? Yeah, who's on this all drip team? No, your personal one, not, not league fits. Yeah, for sure. Myself, Shay, yep, Jordan, Clarkson. Okay. Um, who else, man? I want to um, just throw different different styles out there, man. Because a lot of people yeah. play different styles. Um, um, Russ, who's Russ? I'm gonna go. With, yeah, I'm gonna go with Russ. He's a creator. He's an original creator. Um, and I'm gonna go with D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Um, he wears, you know, some super. Super out of out of this world kind of polished looks, you know, that I respect a lot. Um, and I don't know guys what they have outside of their creativity. I don't know if they're stylists or not, but I try to name people who don't really come across as people who have stylists, you know, people who originally yeah. do it for themselves, man. And that's I think that's what it's about, man. Just creatively putting your identity out there, you know, your own way. And D'Lo, D'Lo and, and Jordan, they got to do it in Utah and Minnesota, respectively. So they got to like, like they're dealing with like a, a population that just ain't used to that at all, you know? Right, right. Yeah, man, that's tough. But at the end of the day, that's that, that's what make the game fun, man. You get up, you never throw some dope pieces on and just go to a basketball game, a hoop. So. Does, does Draymond ever wear pants that uh, are above his knees or no? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. no. What do you say? He's the king of capris over there? Uh, I, I interviewed Steph before the season, and he, and he just he he had. I think you got traded right then. He was just like, they're gonna battle, but Draymond's not gonna wear pants past his knees in this battle. <laughs> yes, not really a battle, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was this was before the season, so Steph hadn't really. Right. I don't compete with people, man. I just come and try to just demolish the competition every day. <laughs> but do the guys come to you asking for some tips or some help? No, the only person who I talk to about fashion in the locker room is my locker mate. Sits right next to me is Jordan Poole. Um, okay. You know he has a unique style as well, and you know he kind of it's kind of very nonchalant, but it works for him because you know he can not try too hard and still pull things off. And I respect that. And I just try to give him gems about, you know, how I'm working and create my own identity and create things for myself. 
Um, you know, and I think that he's capable of doing that because he just likes to be different as well. And I respect his, you know, his thought process when it comes to, you know, wearing clothes, man. He's just somebody that's uniquely different. And I think that, you know, if somebody can be uniquely different and tailor their looks towards who they are as a person and what their motto is in life, then I think that we all can create new things and bring them to the table, to the, to the fashion industry. For sure. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I know. So Zion runs our Instagram. Zion runs our complex sports Instagram. So he's on social media a lot. Mm-hmm. You, people are obsessed with you on social media, like <laughs> obsessed. What is that like? And how do you, do you like block it out? Do you like feed into it? Like, how does that work? Um, it's, it's organically, man. It's, uh, yeah. you know, I'm myself. Um, and you know, I can only be myself. I can never conform to anybody else's, you know, like whatever is the new trend. I don't conform to certain things that are going on in the world. And, you know, I think that it's just a, it's a platform, man, for us to just showcase who we are as real people, because obviously, you know, being in the NBA, people don't really know me. And, um, you know, I just love to inspire people through art. Um, so does Cam. We love to inspire people through art. So, you know, us coming together and pretty much, you know, dropping content whenever, you know, we see fit is the biggest thing for this new generation. And um, I think that I think people gravitate towards that and because, you know, if they see some something that's out of this norm, you know, of who was the typical ball player or what's the typical um, celebrity. I think that they gravitate towards that because they want to know more and find out more. So uh, I haven't been active on social media at all this season. I don't think yeah. I post one. Uh, post, but at the end of the day, I still see our numbers growing. And I think people know that if somebody goes off the face of the earth, they know that something, something big is coming. Yeah. And that's exactly the case here. So we're just cooking up, working, you know, trying to get our uh, our P's and, P's and Q's in order, man, so that we can just take over. Yeah, you're doing like the the wipe of the IG before, before like someone drops an album, you know? like Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Pretty much. For sure. But it's staying off social media too. Has that kind of been a product of of this crazy season that's been so different? We're all dealing with unique stuff and you guys have been going through, again, a season unlike any other and just kind of making those adjustments. Has that kind of been a little bit, I guess, part of it also? Exactly. Um, it's a big part of it, man. I'm um, just trying to get my traction here and go to state, um, you know, trying to make sure that I'm focused on my job first and foremost. Um, and then also, you know, I wasn't playing well in the beginning of the season. So I think that me staying off of social media. <laughs> Probably a very good call. Yeah. Yeah. It came from me not trying to just, you know, cloud my mind with just judgments from the world, man. But at the end of the day, it's it's just social media. I take it just with the light grain of salt, but just trying to stay focused on the court is my biggest thing. And when we have more content to drop, which we're loading up the ball right now, I think we'll be able to just, you know, spread it all out in due time. Key, keyboard warriors, man. They'll talk shit to you online and then and then ask for you, ask you for a picture in person. Yeah, that's how it goes. Man. <laughs> or, or be so scared to say anything that they will you know, just you know stare at you. <laughs> you, just, you just look at you across the room. Yeah. yeah. What I know, Zion got some stuff. I just Adam brought up how weird this season is. How is it? Be you, you seem very creative and like to be in your own like you know be in a very creative environment. They're not letting you guys do really much on the road right now. So how is that dealing with that? Like just having to be in the hotel room, obviously it's safety protocols, all that it's for a reason, you know, but like your creativity has it, how have you tried to bring it out while on the road and kind of with those situations? 
Um, yeah. Um, like, like you said, we can't do too much, but at the end of the day, it's just a lot of studying. Um, mm-hmm. I just sit back and watch YouTube interviews, watch YouTube videos, watch TV shows that bring different aesthetics about, um, you know, a lot of, there's been a lot of great movies and TV that has come out, um, in this year, actually, you know, surprisingly. So I've been able to just, you know, keep up with the creativity going on through the film industry. Um, and that, Pretty much that inspires me um, to just add that to, you know, either my style to, you know, my way of life, my thought process, my mentality. So it's just been a lot of studying and, you know, just in the house. What's here, your favorite here, movie? Yeah, here comes a rabbit hole. Mr. PC over here at Chop's going to ask yeah, you I got, about TV your favorite shows. Favorite movie this year. Yeah, like which um, one really stuck with you? Um, Or over the last year, because I guess it's only March. So I guess like March. this is going to be funny. Uh. My favorite movie this year is a Disney Channel movie. It's called Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's yeah, amazing. It's, yeah. it's amazing, man. I just think that they really captured just the deepest core of energy, um, the deepest core of the way this world has gone sour. You know, they, they've captured it into, you know, an animated piece with dragons and, you know, mythical creatures and things like that. And I just think that's just so crazy to me. Um, but I actually watched the movie for the second time uh, yesterday, and it was it, it hit the first, it hit just as hard as it did the first time, man. So yeah. did you, Soul was great too. Yeah, man. I thought he was gonna say Soul when he well, said Soul was awesome too for another day. Yeah, it was, man. I just like the the element of uh, trying to portray death is is it's a touchy topic. It is it for is, me, yeah. but yeah. I think that they captured that really well as well. Um, and you know, the motivation behind it is you could turn a sour apple into a beautiful green apple, you know, if, or a beautiful. I don't want to go on a tangent, but speaking of creators, if you have four hours, Zack Snyder did his thing with the Snyder cut. It okay. was, his, it was his vision that he wanted to see through and he did it. Like he, he was like, fuck you guys. I'm doing what I'm going to do. How much free promo are you going to give out? Today, <laughs> like, damn. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kelly, this, if you, this, if you're be sponsored. Yeah. This, this is, he, he's, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm gonna write it down. Sure. Snyder cut it. Because I don't know if you know the backstory. They took the film from him. They cut a bunch of it out. And then he was like, fans were like, we want to see it, you know, the full cut. So he, he, he stuck to his vision. He stuck to his creativeness and he put it out and it was good. So that's wait, wait. I, I have a question. What the fuck is a Snyder cut thing? Cause I see this all over social media. Just the Justice League cut, the Justice League movie. What is that? A Marvel thing? No, DC. Justice I, I can't keep up with this shit. You're so old, man. I yeah, can't keep up with this. This is all <laughs> in my head. He's old. Don't, 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 don't I didn't know what it was. Either, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, going strictly going to basketball now, I mean, uh, you're obviously in a, on a new team this year, playing with a, a new teammate in, in Steph Curry. What's it What's it like uh, seeing Steph play up uh, up as your teammate this year? It's, it's amazing, honestly. Um, you know, he's he's the best shooter in the game, you know, and to be able to see him prepare, to be able to see him go out there and, uh, you know, be a true professional each and every day and with the status that he has and, you know, all the pressure that he has on him, you know, it puts everything, um, it puts everything, you know, into perspective for myself who's trying to continuously grow my game, grow and elevate myself as a basketball player and, you know, he handles it gracefully. You know, he never allows the moment to get too big for him. And, you know, he always tries to have fun with it. So um, I think that, you know, the biggest thing to come about, you know, the thing I can learn from Steph, man, is his preparation, you know, allows him to always stay ready for the moment. 
And, um, you know, that's a big element in this game, man, because we can get into this loophole of, you know, worried about way too much stuff or having way too much stuff on our plate. And, mm. you know, I think that, you know, Steph is somebody who models the pressure and to turn him into, a, you know, a, a, a competitor. And, you know, it's just it's just unreal, man, to see because at the end of the day, from the outside looking in, you can never you never really know, you know, what a person goes through or, you know, as mm. much how much a person has on their shoulders until, you know, you can sit next to them in the same you know, room and, you know, really just feed off their energy. And I think that the energy that he brings to the game of basketball is unlike any other, man. So. Is is that something you have to, like, can they at all prepare rookies coming in to the NBA for dealing with that sort of pressure? Or is it literally something you have to learn being in it? No, you have to. But the thing uh, I'll go off on, this, uh, but the thing about that is a lot of people are given that on a silver spoon from day one, right? Mm-hmm, you look yeah. at the top three picks, you look at the top five picks, even that. Um, yeah. Those guys are pretty much thrown into the fire on day one. And, mm-hmm. you know, guys like myself who were 15 pick, um, I didn't play my rookie year. Um, I didn't play. I started to get into the rotation my second year in the league and continuously been growing my role, my role each and every year. So, um, yeah, a lot of people's learning curves are different. Um mm-hmm. You know, and they, they get to experience that pressure from an early age that will mold them, you know, throughout their career so they can be ready and, you know, pretty much be the face of a team and, you know, understand that they're, they're the guys, right? Um, person like myself has to continuously work and get better and prove that I'm a guy, you know, I'm somebody who can be, you know, put into that mold or into that same position and thrive because, you know, you see that I've constantly gotten better each and every year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that's the difference. Um, you know, you can only grow with the opportunity that you're given. Mm-hmm. So, to you know, how much is given, much is expected, right? Um, I think that, you know, when you're expected of so much as a rookie or, you know, a top five pick, you know, you can grow into that role and pretty much just thrive in it and just take that, take those, you know, uh, accolades that come with it, you know, as they come. So, you know, man, I think that, you know, that's the beauty of it, though. Watching the Knicks game last night, Walt Clyde Frazier and Mike Bremer kind of talk about the importance of of veterans for the young guys when they come to the league. Curious mm-hmm. if you had a veteran in Washington, and obviously we've seen Draymond do that right now with Wiseman, but did you have a guy in Washington that, you know, vet that was there to show you the ropes, like really tell you how to be an NBA, you know, player and just tell you about all the ins and outs that you have no idea um, and that was actually really valuable to your career? Did you have someone in Washington that we see Draymond doing that with Wiseman now in Golden State? Um. I mean, yeah, I've had, a, I was, when I came into the league, I was on a um, veteran team, um, you know, but I was on a veteran team with a lot of guys who were in that, um, in that mode of tunnel vision, trying to elevate themselves, elevate their game. Um, I think that a great learning experience for me, my first couple of years was being around Bradley Bill. Um, he, mm-hmm. you know, he's, a, he's an ultimate professional as well. You know, he works his butt off too. And we have the same uh, basketball trainer, Drew Hanlon. And I got to see him all year round and, you know, pretty much just pick his brain whenever I could. But this game is, you know, it takes a selfless individual to pretty much put somebody under their wing and allow them to, you know, know what's right and what's wrong. Um, so me being around a whole veteran team in the Wizards, I think it was a, it was big for me to pretty much try to pick everybody's brain and go out of my way to ask more questions than to sit there and be quiet as an as a 18-year-old. Um, so I kind of put it upon myself to learn as much as possible, man, because to, you know, closed mouths don't really get fed 
Uh, so I think that I didn't really have anybody just coming out their way to just telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing. I had to kind of learn by mistake. And if I made a mistake, then somebody would come and tell me what I needed to do better. How, how hard is it? Because a lot of the times fans don't realize that people are going through stuff and people like they think you guys just play basketball and that's all you do. And they don't think like outside situations, rumors, whatever can affect you. So how hard is it to not just be like, Hey, fuck y'all on Like, like basically that, that that's just what it boils down to. Like, like we're people too type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough gig um, simply because we're put on a pedestal and we're supposed to be superheroes who don't go through normal life um, adversity. And I think that, you know, it's just, it makes us stronger in the end because we go through this adversity. We have to remain quiet. We have to, you know, handle it perfectly or handle it gracefully so that, you know, we don't tarnish our image or we don't do, you know, anything that we'll regret. But at the end of the day, all you can do is control what you can control as a human being. If somebody is, because the person is commenting on the, the, the adversity or, you know, laughing at you while you're going through adversity, they're obviously hurting too. They obviously, you know, going through something too. They just, you know, can only capitalize on feeling better through your demise in that sense. Um, so, you know, it makes this, this game so big and beautiful because we can't really control, you know, the way people perceive us. We can't control what we go through off the court, but we still have to come and perform and work and put on a show for the fans each and every day. So, you know, it just, it's something that you got to tune out, you know, hence why I'm off social media too, man, because I don't really have time to give my energy to things that I can't control. Yeah. I guess uh, another thing I wanted to harp on, I mean, me and you are the same age, so we kind of grew up, I guess, watching the same type of basketball other than this guy, Adam, who, watch, who grew up watching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I've been watching basketball since you were in short pants yeah, now. Okay. Yeah, but you, you was watching black and white TV basketball. <laughs> not, not accurate, not accurate. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people have kind of bashed like uh, LaMelo recently for saying, oh, he, uh, he didn't look up to LeBron as much. Um, I just wanted to see your thoughts on, number one, growing up, who was that guy for you watching to uh, idolize as a basketball player? And um, do you think LeBron is the goal? Oof. No. You on the spot. No. I, I grew up watching um, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, you know, guys who. Uh, Michael, Michael Jordan? You my yeah. age, bro. We didn't no, see No, I understood. But at the end of the day, once I started watching Kobe, I had to see where he got it from. Yeah. So you, went, you went back and, and, and watched clips. Oh, okay. yeah, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, because I'm a big mindset guy, big uh, mental toughness guy. Uh, you know, somebody who, you know, won't allow anything to stop them. And I think that Mike and Kobe are, you know, the pavers of the whatever mentality that you see going forward that works. I think that they have been the ones who have done it first. And um, at least to me, obviously, you know, being 25. And I think that Kobe is, you know, spawn of Michael. And I think Michael is, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Because simple fact that he just wasn't denied, he wasn't able to be denied. You know, he played through a lot of injuries. He played through a lot of things that people don't even know about. And you know, he got his championship rings in the shortest amount of time with the best winning percentage of going into the finals. And you know, taking over games, taking over a whole era. Um, I think that this game today is a little bit more soft. So to call anybody, you know, a goat nowadays is you know pretty much disrespectful to 
the hard earned, um, the hard earned, you know, awards and accolades that Mike and Kobe have won, you know, because they really had to really grind it out and get it, you know, and yeah. people yeah. change rules just to stop them. You know what I'm saying? And, you're yeah. gonna make you're gonna make Charles Barkley like the Warriors again. You know he doesn't like the Warriors. For years. <laughs> you're gonna make Chuck be a Warriors fan after saying that. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't really. Man, Chuck, Chuck is Chuck. That's yeah. it's Kelly. Real quick though, I mean, like you you calling the game softer compared to what it was. You, we wouldn't expect to hear that from a lot of guys currently in the game right now. But yeah. you obviously have studied the game previously, and clearly, as Young Zion can't attest to, because he wasn't watching the way you were, <laughs> the game was a million times more physical back in the '90s and early 2000s, and and obviously officiated a million times different. So it's kind of right. surprising to hear you be so honest about the game is definitely softer because it 100 percent legitimately is. Yeah, it is, man. Um, I think that they would just rather us, you know, shoot threes than attack the rim because whenever I attack the rim, I don't get no fouls, but. You know, it's here nor there. I'm not calling out no referee. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to get fined. We don't want you to get fined. Everyone else is doing it right now. So just going, you know, yeah, hop into yeah, the no, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that, man. But, yeah, the game is definitely softer. Um, I think back in the 90s, 80s, you know, that was the era of basketball where, you know, it was just more fun. You know, it's like going out there to a hockey game and just being able to appreciate the sport because these guys are going so hard and they're, they're able to just play freely. So, Man, I mean, Kelly does play with a lot of passion. He's one of the fiery guys in the league, I think, that kind of the league lacks. But the league today is still more skilled, and it might not be more as physical. Ke- Kelly, if we dropped you in 1972, you would bro- you would have broken everybody's ankles in the league. Yeah, it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> but But today's league, it might not be like as physical just because of foul calls, but there are bigger players today. There are stronger players today. There are faster players today. So I think you don't although know the league, huh? You don't know that though. We know that, bro. Nope. You don't nope. think there were strong there was, players back in the 80s? I don't know. No, 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 no. I have no clue. No, I have no, no, no. Idea. There were strong no players. Idea. There were stronger players. Uh, there was a lot of strong players back in the day. But I, when you're putting it all together in one player like a LeBron, J, Zion Williamson, come on. We did not. We have not seen a Zion Williamson before. A guy who's six eight, two eighty. I agree. I think there are more athletes in today's game than yeah. there were in the previous game, previous yeah. years of basketball, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Kelly, I got to ask you about um, this tattoo you have on your leg. Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Prince, and the Misfits, right? Mm-hmm. Can we hear the story behind that? Because that's goats right there. But can we, is there a story behind how you came to that piece of art? Yeah, um, so I'll start with Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's, he's the reason, like, as a young kid, like, I wanted to play guitar. Um, he was left-handed as well, but he played the right-hand guitar backwards. He did, yep. And that was uh, a big inspiration for me to start because my grandma had got me this guitar for Christmas one year, and it was right-handed. And I had to, like, try to learn how to play, but I didn't realize that I wasn't playing it the right way until somebody was like, yo, it's backwards. Like, and I was like, wow, I didn't know that. But to come to do my research, man, Jimi Hendrix was, you know, had a similar story. Um, yeah. And I just kind of fell in love with his creativity and his sense of style and music um, through there. And, um, you know, I'll go to, who else should say, Prince? I got Prince on there. Can, can I just say that Zion says he's not thrown on Prince when he walks outside? And I said that that's blasphemy. I don't. 
Like yeah. you, Kelly, you're not doing that either. You're not. You're not. Yeah. You go out not, for a workout. You're not putting. On I'm not. Well, I'm not listening to Prince while I'm. You know, being active or working out. We no. didn't say. I didn't. The thing is, we didn't say workout though. So I just said going out for. I'll ball. throw on Michael Jackson randomly. I'm not throwing on Prince randomly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Prince. Prince is like a legend, man. Don't get me wrong. He has a different vibe out of this world, and he did it by being himself. Um, you know, but he's somebody like um, I love his aesthetic. I pretty yes. much just love how he was uniquely different than every, every other male in the, in the industry at the time. And, you know, he just gracefully walked and he was just super wavy with it. Just the way he, you know, Did, went about doing his thing. You're not on social media, but a viral, a clip went viral of him the other day at one of his concerts, hitting a three. He, he brought a hoop out onto, uh, onto the, onto the stage and just drilled a bucket. See, you know what I'm saying you can do all things, man, while wearing a perm. You got to respect. Yes. <laughs> Could you have yes. locked down Prince? Is the question we have for you. Could you have locked down Prince if you're going one on one late night at his, uh, you know, palace? He could hoop, though. Prince could hoop. He could hoop. Yeah, I, 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 I would lock that shit up. <laughs> 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 uh, as, uh, hey, but he would go cute. We'll go to the studio and he would uh, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. What about Kurt? Kurt's interesting to me, too. Yeah, his message is. Uh, you know, although he ended such tra- he ended his life tragically, man. I just think that his message of the whole Nirvana wave is, yeah. you know, something that you can find some safe havenness in. Um, you know, because it's just peace and bliss. You know, when you think of it, but it's peace and bliss through chaos. And I think Prince, I mean, excuse me, uh, Kurt is somebody that lived through chaos. Like he was a he was a rager, a rock star, and uh, he tried to uh, you know tie in mindfulness and meditation throughout it all. And I think that, you know, me, I like to just go out and just, you know, do my thing on the court and rage. But also I'm somebody who meditates daily. I'm somebody who, you know, tries to, you know, keep my, my myself still in the mind. So um, I just think that Nirvana, uh, Kurt Cobain, his message behind everything he did was beautiful. But you never really see what's going on, you know, on the surface or, you know, what yeah. somebody's going through in life. So, yeah. You know, I think that that's just some something for me to keep a mental note of, man, because, you know, this it, is life is hard, man. But we got to just go out and do our best. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Kelly, I think uh, you want to give us details. Can you give us details on the Dope Soul uh, relaunch um, and or should people we just tell people to look out for it? Yeah, just be on the lookout. Um, you know, we come in once we, you know, once we drop this first capsule, you know, we're not going to stop everything is going to just continue just to funnel through um, and just look for, you know, Cam Bev to just, you know, do the dopest promotions, me and him to just go crazy and just get our ideas and our thoughts and our aesthetics out into this universe because, you know, the world needs more creators. So, you know, and I salute the people who've paved the way for us this far, man, but we just got to keep it going. Before, before we get out, get you out of here, got to talk about Kansas real quick. Ooh, okay. says the guy wearing Duke paraphernalia. I'm just saying. I'm a Duke fan, so you know, I'm just saying they're not, the, they're not in the tournament, pal. Doesn't matter. Oh, really? Doesn't matter. Kansas, though. Yeah. What do you think about Kansas, boy? Close one in the first game. I haven't really watched, man. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> I'm I'm rooting for him, though. Um, I know Coach Self has them locked in. Um, you know, my last trip to March Madness wasn't the best. Um, we lost to Wichita State, but. Uh, Wichita State, I don't think that they really have too too much on us this year. But, you know, I think that we'll, you know, we have great coaching. You know, we have great coaches. We always have great talent. So, you know, Godspeed to them. I hope they go to the championship. That's fair. 
I see. I think a lot of NBA players say they struggle to watch college <laughs> basketball. Um, yeah, I mean, March Madness <laughs> when you watch. Though. Yeah, March yeah. Madness. It's like when you watch. Yeah. It's a yeah. different product, but you just you appreciate for what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate really it, bro. You guys, bro. Yeah. Have a good one. Y'all too. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, I feel bad for Kelly because those soft comments are going to be everywhere and the aggregation machine is not going to be nice <laughs> yeah. to him. Yeah, but salute him for being honest. He's, he was, uh, I mean, he was honest. Uh, he I, I applaud him for he being was honest. honest. He, he was wrong about the GOAT, but uh, he no, was No, he was right he about the GOAT. Con- he didn't even he, consider he, LeBron James. Yeah, he, he was even, incredibly yeah, accurate about the GOAT. Listen, for people that did, well, people will see if they see see on the social clips, was Kelly's reaction after I said, do you think LeBron was the GOAT? He just looks down and said, <laughs> yeah, he, he was very he was very adamant about it not being LeBron. Uh, yeah, they, those aggregation machines are about to be aggregated. Uh, I've never heard anybody from this era say that. That's the that, that was we, great, and that's the problem. That, it's that's the damn if you do, damn. If Adam you don't. Ad, Adam's eyes lit up. He's like, yeah, let's fucking get back to Hakeem Olajuwon type basketball. Yeah, it was let's great. Put people on the ice. Do you know how badly I miss Knicks Heat? Like basically yeah. brawls yeah, every Sunday afternoon, NBA and I think and you're NBC. senile and you're like having like flashbacks. Yo, you're getting Knicks, old Knicks basketball this year. This is, yeah, they're playing. They, they exactly can't like shoot. They, they can't shoot. I love it. Tips has them playing 50 minutes a game this somehow. Is, this, like, is yeah. my, this is my favorite brand of basketball. Bring it on. They want to fight. <laughs> like, this, uh, this but, is the but old Shout out to Kelly Oubre. I, th- I thought he was very interesting. I um, hope the Warriors don't trade him, man. Like, I hope the Warriors don't trade him because it seems like, it seems like he's, uh, he's worried about it. Just kind of reading the tea leaves. He's 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 always been on the move. He just can't get a just can't, can't get, get a, a, a place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just let, let him let him grow somewhere. And the warrior the warriors problems go far beyond anything. Like they they got issues. So, but yeah, fun times. Anything else you guys want to add? Hopefully, by the time releases episode. No, I'm rooting for Ohio. I'm yeah, for Ohio. I was about to say, are you going to not root for Jason Preston? He's got like the greatest story ever. I'm rooting for Ohio, and I hope Jason Preston uh, transfers to Duke next year and does not oh, go pro. Please stop. Please take stop. your fifth year, bro. Come please over stop. to the Duke Blue Devils. Would he be good at Duke? Why would what would what would be his incentive to go to Duke? And why oh, would he go national, to the dark side? National no, no. Media. Let me. I want to hear Zion's uh, uh, Zion. I'm legit asking. What would his incentive be to go to do? Uh, we need a shooter. We need a six four wing. But when? Like but that. wouldn't his fear be? Wouldn't his fear be that he's getting overshadowed in the Duke system? He he'll be good enough to be the guy. Mm. Would he be good enough to start? See, I I, I don't think. Well, he's next year, to... next year we have arguably the. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it makes sense coming in. I don't think yeah. it makes sense. I think he would do more harm than good by by doing that. Hey, never do no harm going to Duke, man. Never do no harm. Mm. You, you get a national championship. That's all that matters. Okay. On that note, we will see you guys next week. Stay safe. We love y'all. Make sure you go download the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. We love y'all. Leave those make, make sure you Make sure you wear your mask outside. Get yes, your vaccines. Make sure you make sure you wear your mask, get vaxxed up. We love y'all until next time. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh Dodd and Jasmine Plata, our audio editor, Misha Jones, our production manager, Sean Sel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, our general manager, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks.
Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.